1 Timothy chapter 1. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Although formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. I'd like to begin by asking you this question. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? I imagine that you'll be thankful for the presents that you receive on Christmas Day, even if some of them weren't exactly what you wanted. But even then, you'll, you'll be polite and you'll say thank you, as of course you ought to. But what I, I wonder, what are you really thankful for? Are you really thankful for anything? The Apostle Paul, part of uh, whose letter to his young disciple Timothy we've just read, was a deeply thankful man. Just look at what he says at the start of the passage that I read. He says, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Paul, you see, was deeply thankful to the Lord Jesus because Jesus had appointed Paul to be a servant of his. Jesus had called Paul to be one of his friends, one of his followers, one of his disciples, a servant of his. And Paul was very, very thankful for this, not only because he considered being a a servant, a friend of Jesus Christ, to be the greatest privilege in the whole world, but also because Paul well knew that he didn't deserve such a privilege. He goes on to speak about how once he was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent opponent. That that there is a description of Paul's past life, what what Paul was once like. And, And there Paul is saying, you know, there was a time when I hated Jesus. There was a time when I hated the followers of Jesus. There was a time when, when I wanted to, to kill them all, 
when I wanted to utterly eradicate Christianity. But, he continues, I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ showed mercy to this man who once hated him, to this man who was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent opponent. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ overflowed towards Paul. Paul well knew that he didn't deserve to be a servant or a friend of Jesus. In fact, he well knew that he deserved the complete opposite. He knew that he deserved to be rejected by Jesus. But Jesus hadn't treated Paul as Paul deserved to be treated. Jesus poured out his mercy and his grace towards Paul. And and this is why Paul, you see, was so thankful, because Jesus Christ, in his great grace and rich mercy, had made Paul a servant and a friend of his. This was Paul's own uh, personal experience. Paul experienced for himself the wonderful mercy and the glorious grace of the Lord Jesus. But I want to say to each of you here this evening that this can be your experience too. It can be your experience too. You too can experience the wonderful mercy and the rich grace of Jesus Christ. And I I say that because of what Paul goes on to say next. He goes on to say, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. You can really believe this, in other words. This is truly true. And what is truly true, it's this, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Now at this time of the year, we remember the birth of the baby Jesus. We remember, and we've heard this in our readings already this evening, we remember that Jesus was was born according to God's promise. We remember that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, We remember that when he was born, the shepherds and others worshipped him. Those are the sorts of things that we remember at this time of the year. And, And we enjoy remembering those things. We enjoy reading about those things. We enjoy hearing again about the birth of Jesus Christ. But we we need to ask the question, the key question, which is this. Why was Jesus born? Why did he, the Son of God... Why did he come into the world? And here in our passage, we're told exactly why. Here's the answer. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And here we have a summary statement of what Jesus came to do. 
And I just want you to see very briefly this evening that here in this summary statement of what Jesus came to do, we are given both bad news but also good news. And the bad news is quite simply this, that we are sinners, all of us. Without exception, we're all what the Bible calls sinners. Every single human being is a sinner. And to be, to be a sinner, what does that mean? Well, essentially it means that you have rejected God. You've, you've rejected God's rule over you. You, you have rebelled against the one who rightfully has authority over you because he has made you. We saw that, didn't we, in our first reading this evening. There we saw that Adam and Eve were created by God. And they were created by him to know him and to love him and to enjoy him, to have fellowship with him. But then they they disobeyed him. They rejected him. They, they turned away from the God who is all good and from the God who is all loving. And as a result, they who were created good sadly became bad. They became sinners. That's what Adam and Eve did. And that's what we have all done as well. We have all turned away from God, our maker. We have all disobeyed the Lord. We have all rejected the one who is all good and all loving and all kind. And because we have done this, you see, what do we deserve? What do we deserve for rejecting God? Well, we deserve to have God reject us. I've, um, I've met a few people over the years who have said something like the following to me. They've said, look, Doug, I, I know I'm, I'm not a perfect person. I know I've got a few flaws and a few blemishes, but I'm not, I'm not that bad, really. On, on the whole, I'm a, I'm a pretty good person. And so I, I think that God, if, if there is indeed a God, I, I think he'll accept me because I'm on the whole a pretty good person. I, I've heard a few people say that sort of thing to me. And in response, I've tried to say as gently and as kindly as I can, well, that might be what you think, but that isn't what God thinks. It's not what God thinks. In God's eyes, you're not, on the whole, a pretty good person. I'm not, on the whole, a pretty good person. We're actually sinners who do not deserve to be accepted by God. And besides, even, even if God did view you as a pretty good person... Why should the perfect God accept anything less than perfection? This then is the bad news. We're all sinners. 
And all we deserve is to be rejected by God. But wonderfully, there is, I'm glad to say, also good news. There's great news. In fact, there is, in the Bible, given to us the best news in the whole world, which is this, that that Christ Jesus came into this world in order to save sinners. You see, Jesus Christ is the only person who has ever lived who was utterly perfect. Utterly perfect. Jesus' thoughts, Jesus' words, Jesus' actions, they were all perfectly good. Perfectly good. Unlike us, Jesus was not a sinner. He wasn't He wasn't tainted with even the the slightest drop of sin. Jesus is perfectly good. And you see, in his amazing love for people like us, in his wonderful grace, in his rich mercy, Jesus, Jesus effectively said this. He said, let me take all of your sin. I'll take it all. Let me take all of your disobedience and rebellion and, and let me be punished for it in your place. And, and in return, let me give to you all of my goodness and all of my perfection so that You will be perfectly acceptable to God. And and you see, this is exactly what Jesus did. This is what Jesus did. 33 years after he was born, Jesus died on a Roman cross. And on that cross, Jesus took to himself all of the sin of sinful men and sinful women. And there on the cross, he was punished by God for our sin so that we don't ever have to be. And there on the cross, he gave to us all of his goodness, all of his perfection so that God will gladly accept us. Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. And this is exactly what he did This is what he did. He accomplished his mission to save sinners. By his his perfect life and by his sin-atoning death, Jesus has actually saved sinners. This, This is the good news that the Bible tells us. This is the good news, the great news that we as Christians believe. I wonder... Do you believe this good news? Do you know Jesus to be your saviour? As I was saying earlier on, I, I've met some people over the years who, who basically think that they're, they're good enough for God. And they are wrong. But I've also met some people over the years who 
who actually think that they are too bad for God. They think that they're, they're just too sinful for God ever to save them. And they're wrong too. They're wrong too. Paul, he was a terrible, terrible sinner. He even calls himself, doesn't he, the the foremost sinner, the chief of sinners. There's there's no one more sinful than, than me, Paul is saying. But I receive mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. Friends, Jesus Christ's patience His grace and his mercy, they are perfect. And they are great enough for the worst of sinners. He came into this world to save sinners, even the foremost of sinners. He came into the world to save sinners like you and like me. And Jesus loves, he loves to save sinners. He loves to do what he came to do. He loves to show his grace and his mercy to those who do not deserve to receive it. And as we close, I just want to assure you of this. That if you ask Jesus to forgive you for the wrong things that you've thought and said and done, If you ask Jesus to save you, then he will. He will. He he loves to welcome sinners to himself. And then if you do that, if you come to Jesus and if you receive his welcome, then you will be full of thankfulness. You'll be full of thankfulness, both in this life, And in the next, you'll be forever thanking Jesus, just like the Apostle Paul, for saving even you, even you. And you'll say along with Paul to the King of Ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen.